Coming up on this edition of the Golf Digest podcast, we talk with blossoming tour pro Drew Love. Welcome back to the Golf Digest podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and today we are talking with Drew Love, the son of Davis Love III. Uh, he is a rising tour pro, made his pro debut at the U.S. Open this past uh, year with his dad on the bag for him. Uh, obviously, he had a great career at the University of Alabama, where he was also a teammate with a one Justin Thomas. Uh, so we talked to Drew about being teammates with you know, one of the best players in the world, um, having one of the best players in the world as your dad, and also a little bit about Alabama football and some of the odd injuries he's suffered so far. So without further ado, please listen to our talk. Welcome back to the Golf Digest podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and today I'm excited to be joined by rising star Drew Love. Drew, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so obviously this is a huge week for you, uh, a PGA Tour event that's also a home game, the RSM Classic at Sea Island. Talk about how exciting this is for you and you know what a neat experience it is for you to be playing against, obviously, some of the best players in the world in, in kind of your own backyard. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's great to be home. Uh, it's great to be off the road and in hotels and sleeping in my own bed with <laughs> uh, my mom downstairs cooking meals. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really nice. Um, yeah, it's a very exciting week for our family, um, not just for me playing in the golf tournament, but for um, our family hosting a, a big event for our island. Um, sure. You know, we the tournament helps a lot of people, um, and we love getting the opportunity to help out our island. Um, so we're very excited about getting this thing underway uh, and get the people out here on the golf course to enjoy the beautiful weather and beautiful scenery we have. Sure. Obviously, you're talking about the Davis Love Foundation as well. And I know uh, I just was checking the tee times. Looks like you're slotted just two groups behind your dad uh, in the in that first round going off the 10th tee. You know, how, how cool is that? I know you've had a few uh, cool experiences kind of getting to tee it up with him at, at these events, but uh, I'm sure it, it doesn't get old. No, it never gets old. It's uh, going to be a lot of fun. He, um him and I like to have a little competitions. So, uh, <laughs> we don't ever we don't ever put any words to it, but uh, there's always a silent competition going on. <laughs> uh, I'll be checking leaderboards, not for me, but to see how he's playing, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure he'll be looking ahead and uh, seeing how I'm doing up there. So uh, I'm really looking forward to getting out there and getting this thing underway. Um, you know, him and I are uh, rooting for each other very hard, but uh, trying even harder to to beat one another because <laughs> uh, we know at the end of the day the. Uh, Everybody around the island is going to be looking at our scores and uh, play better. <laughs> That's great. What um, I wonder, how old were you uh, when you first beat your dad? Maybe in a practice round. Do you remember that moment, uh, or, or what was the age where you kind of could give him a real game? Yeah, the first time I beat him, I was um, I think twenty years old. Okay. Oh wow, pretty uh, recent. Yeah, twenty nineteen or twenty years old. Yeah, not very long ago. Um, it took me a while to beat him, and. Um, yeah, we didn't get to play together too often while I was in college. Uh, when I was home, he was usually out playing, uh, and vice versa when he mm-hmm. was uh, home, I was at school. So um, for a while, we didn't get to play together, and uh, it was only when my breaks matched up with his. So um, one weekend, I was home for fall break with a buddy of mine, William Sellers, and uh, we went out and played with him at Frederick Golf Club. And um, I shot uh, 30 on the front nine, Ooh. and uh, – we went in to have lunch, and uh, I remember my dad telling the uh, people in the uh, lunchroom to take their time cooking the food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had 
long lunch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we go back out there. My dad's already 10, 11, 12, 13. <laughs> um, you know, we, we walked out of the lunchroom, and he went from having fun with us to full-on back down of a major. Uh, he was focused, determined, and he wasn't going to lose. And uh, we got to the 18th hole, and he made about a 40-footer for eagle. Whoa. And, um, I made a 25-footer for eagle right on top of him. <laughs> and... Um, he looked at me and said, what was that for? And I said, it was for 64. What was yours for? He said, that was for 65. And oh. he turned around, walked off the green, got in the golf cart, and drove and left me on the green. <laughs> and I drove back up to the clubhouse. <laughs> so um, I remember like it was yesterday, left me standing there. So I had to get on the back of my buddy's golf cart and uh, with his uh, the guy he was playing with and, or riding with, and I had to ride back up there with him. So, um, you know, he was messing with me. He was obviously very proud of me. Right, right. Uh, but at the same time, he never wanted to lose. He uh, wanted to keep his undefeated streak against me and uh, finally clipped him. So that uh, was a great day. That's great. That's a great story. Obviously, your, your dad is known as being such a nice guy. But that shows just the competitive streak that he has. He tried to ice you at the turn. That That's amazing. Um, wow. Um, now tell us a little more about your game specifically, maybe a little scouting report for you know the people who haven't seen you play yet. Yeah, you know, the last – I would say four or six months I've really been getting a lot of experience um, I've gotten to play a lot of tournaments I've uh, played anything I can get in you know, I can get my hands on from PGA Tour to uh, mini tour events and you know, just trying to get as many reps as I can and you know I was hurt so much in college I didn't get to uh, I didn't get to play that much but you know I really uh, I really think my game is, is suited well for, uh, for the tour I make a ton of birdies mm-hmm. um, and I, I've been making a lot of mistakes on the mental side recently, you know, at the Sanderson Farms, I made uh, over 20 birdies and finished third place in birdies for the week and wow. finished 30th in the event. Wow. So, um, you know, I have a pretty good offense, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have a very good defense. I'm, I'm, like, uh, <laughs> I'm like the Oregon Ducks. I can score <laughs> 60, but I can't stop anybody. Right, uh, right. So, you know, I'm, I'm working on defense, working on uh, hitting bad shots and making pars uh, instead of making doubles. So, um you know, you'll see a lot of blue. You also see a lot of red on my card. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned some of the injuries. I know I've seen a couple broken wrists, torn labrum, which I think you just kind of got over uh, a couple months ago, even after a year kind of of recovery. What you know, just bad luck, or you know, what? what uh, are we going to see you healthy at, at any point uh, for a sustained period of time? I, I really hope that. <laughs> uh, hope that I do. It's. Um, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to getting a stretch run healthy and and really um, trying trying to build my game up a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, in college I, I had a run of bad luck. Uh, I was also on the side of you know maybe not the, the smartest moves, but mm. I was uh, playing basketball uh, mm. with some friends on the golf team my freshman year, and um, came down and landed on an ankle and uh, I landed on a foot and rolled my ankle and tore everything in it. Had oh, recon- reconstructive ankle surgery and. Um, I was out for about eight months. Wow. And, um, yeah, and, and, you know, right when I was getting, getting, you know, where I was comfortable. And then next year I broke my wrist sledding. There's <laughs> a dumb one. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> with my cousins. Yeah, I unfortunately had a, a little accident there. Okay, um, okay. And then, I, you know, I had a full season in Alabama where I was I was healthy. Um, you know, a whole year where I was able to build on uh, build on my experience and build on my, my positives and negatives. And I won a college event. I won a... Uh, I won the Georgia State Amateur, and uh, you know, I won the club championship, and I yeah. had some really good success going. And 
I got to play in the RSM. Yeah, I played uh, I played pretty well there until the last five or six holes. I unfortunately missed the cut, but mm-hmm. um, you know I had a really great year. Uh, one that I, I still look back on as one of my better years. And um, and then you know here I come again with another injury. I, I popped my shoulder out a few times in workouts and, and mm-hmm. uh, practice, and um, you know just little slips of the shoulder that over time started to bother me. And I went to see a uh, the specialist in Birmingham, and they told me I had completely torn my labrum in a couple places. So, wow! Um, and they told me I couldn't. There's nothing I could do about it other than have surgery. Hmm. And um, that was in August, and I played my first tournament in March. So, um, not very well at that. So, you know, it's taken me a while. I think I finally was getting to where I was really comfortable hitting hard drivers at the U.S. Open. Um, that's about the time where I I got comfortable again. And, um, you know, now I'm, I feel really good. I was telling my dad, I don't want to overdo it in practice because I finally feel really, really, really healthy. Right, right. Where, now, where were you sledding? I didn't know there was really good sledding down there in the south. Yeah, no no sledding on St. Simons, but uh, <laughs> we were on Idaho for uh, Christmas. Break. Okay, okay, that makes uh, more sense. <laughs> yeah, my, my cousins were sledding, and uh, I wasn't going to let them, you know, I wasn't going to let them uh, outdo me. So I sure. got on the hill a little bit farther than they did. Obviously, I weighed about 100 more pounds than they do. <laughs> got a little extra speed going and couldn't pull the brakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned your size. Uh, I was going to ask you, I mean, you're listed at six foot five, and I've seen that uh, Justin Thomas calls you Bigfoot. Is that your official nickname, or is that just something he calls you, or uh, how'd that happen? That's uh, that's the whole Alabama golf team. Uh, okay. My entire career there, they, um, you know, from the from when I first got there, they started calling me Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> I had a, I have a big shoe size, but I'm also a big build too. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the nickname fits. I walk a little goofy. I walk like my dad does. So, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons they call me Bigfoot and, uh, you know, I try to embrace it and, um, you know, they're, none of them are making fun of me. They, they, uh, I take it all in the right way and, uh, those are all my boys and, um, I try to live up to the nickname and, uh, stay big. Um, uh, back, back to your dad. Um, just, you had two really cool experiences this year with him. Obviously he caddied for you at the U S open, which also happened to be your pro debut. And then you were, um, in attendance for him being officially inducted into the world golf hall of fame. I wonder if you could just t- talk about, uh, those two, uh, occasions getting to spend those, uh, really cool, uh, occasions with him. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the U S open was, um, what was a very, very cool experience. Um, you know, I was an alternate, first alternate out of uh, Atlanta, and um, nobody really knew what was going to happen. Nobody knew the system. And, uh, my dad did a good job of keeping me focused and told me to pretend I'm already in the golf tournament mm. and to prepare as though I'm in. And if I don't get in, then, you know, I should have played better. But, um, you know, I, I, I got in, and uh, it was time to pick a caddy. And, you know, I, I asked him, I said, will you caddy? And he said, you do realize I'm going to be a distraction? Uh, I might not be able to keep up <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm, it's, it's going to be a lot. Are you sure you want me to do it? I said, yeah, you know, first of all, I want my dad there with me. Uh, he's, you know, I consider him probably my best friend and the guy that I rely on a lot for a lot of things. Um, so I wanted him there to support me and I wanted him there because he's a 21 time PGA champion and, sure. Uh, he's won the PJ Championship, and you know he has more experience than any caddy is probably ever going to have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of a no-brainer on the caddy side, and you know also just to have your dad there to 
to experience your first major with you is something that you know it, it was it would have been uh, would have been hard for me to pass up. Sure. And then, um, you know, New York was a very special moment for our whole family. And you know, you could feel the you know the, the emotions he had. You could feel the uh, the energy, and he he really did a great job in his speech. He's an emotional guy, and uh, he did a very good job of making a really good speech. Uh, really heartfelt and um you know our whole family was super proud of him a moment that he's earned his whole career he's played 50 years of golf for this moment and uh you know to have it all end up in the hall of fame and have his own uh have his own little showroom there is 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 well worth his uh his time for the game sure obviously growing up you you had some cool experiences as well i wonder what what event or events stand out to you that you were able to attend growing up um the 2003 players was the one i remember the most mm. um i was there i walked all 18 holes the last day um you know i was only 10 years old but i can remember standing in the pine straw on the left side of number 16 when he hit that famous shot yeah or five yeah about 10 feet uh, i can remember finally i remember standing there in his golf ball landing right next to me and me running up and uh standing right next to the ball and there's this really cool picture in the uh in the locker room at TBC Sawgrass, uh, in the bathroom, you walk in and it's my picture of my dad hitting that shot from the trees on 16. If you look on the side, there's me about five feet behind them, sticking my head out, looking for where the ball. Oh, goes. wow. That's and, great. Uh, it's a really cool picture one that I have on my phone. And, uh, I nice. people, it's, uh, you know, one of the ones I remember the most, I didn't get to see his, uh, PGA championship in 97 mm-hmm. or any of the other big wins. Uh, but that was the one that I can remember the most. And, one that I'll, I'll never forget. Sure. Um, now, I know you're coming off, I hate to bring it up, disappointing finish, obviously, at, at Q School second stage. Uh, what was that like, though, that experience? Everyone says that's really just the most pressurized tournament you can ever be in. And, and how can you build from, from that experience of a close call? Yeah, I definitely learned a lot about myself. Um, you know, it was a very stressful week for a lot of guys. It's, it's job or no job. Right. Um, you know, you either have web status or you don't, and it all comes down to the 18th hole of Q School for some guys, and it came down to the last hole for me. And um, you know, I hit a couple of good shots in there to about 25 feet. Um, had a chance to make a putt for birdie that I thought I needed to make, and uh, I hit it aggressively and hit it about six feet past the hole. Mm. Uh, you know, just a complete airbrained move. You know, one that uh, I'll learn from and I'll try to take into the next tournament I play in. But I, you know, I missed a comeback putt and. Uh, I three putted the last hole at Q School and miss uh, by one shot. So, um, you know, it was a, it was a pretty, you know, heart wrenching moment, heartbreaking uh, mm-hmm. to get that far and to work that hard for that moment to not be able to perform is um, something is wouldn't call myself an athlete, but as professional athletes, we uh, have to go through and learn from, and um, I'll definitely be better for it. And uh, you know, I have plenty of options, opportunities coming up. Sure, um, I'm fortunate enough to have some great connections. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I've built some great connections with guys that uh, you know really think I can I can do well and guys who believe in me. So um, yeah, I'll be just fine. I think uh, I got a couple starts on the PGA Tour coming up uh, this season that I'll try to take advantage of, and then uh, just go Monday qualify like the rest of these guys and just try to beat the people. What um you going back to that 18 hole? What is it like the, at second stage Q School? I mean, do you? Do you know where you stand, or is it tough to judge? Because obviously there are so many players that still have to finish. 
you know, you mentioned you thought you had to make a birdie. How, like, how tough of a situation is that, though, to not know exactly where you stand? Right. There's no boards out there. Okay. There's, yeah. Um, there's no live scoring. There's, right. There's only what you can feel. You know, you can see the guys in front of you and behind you. That's all I Right. Know. Right. Um, and, you know, there's sometimes there's a little chatter around the course. You know, the rules official drives by with the radio that says, oh, the cut line's around seven, the cut line's around nine. Okay. So, um, you know, you can get little snippets of information if you're really looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I just tried to play my own game. I, I tried to um, not really pay attention to all that. And uh, if you're looking for it, you can find the wrong information and mess yourself up. And, um, you know, I think if I'm not going to big leaderboard on the last hole, I wouldn't have tried to make a 25-footer. I tapped it up there next to the hole and got right. myself a par and gotten out of there. Right. So, um, you know, there's benefits to scoreboards, and there's also – you know, bad times to look at scoreboards. Um, and that situation was one where I kind of wish I'd have had one. I yeah. wouldn't have been as aggressive. But, you know, that's just a learning moment. You know, um, it, it's it's something that, you know, you're either going to have a ton of leaderboards like the PGA Tour, you're going to have zero. you got to learn how to, how to play with both. And, um, yeah, it's a really, really nervous moment. You have no clue. You're completely guessing. Um and what it comes down to is there's a there's the correct way and an incorrect way to play every golf hole, and hitting a 25 footer hard isn't the incorrect way to play golf. <laughs> right, right. Uh, doesn't matter doesn't matter if you have to make it or not. There's a correct speed to make every putt. Right. Um, you know, I, I you know kind of messed up there, and yeah, you know, it's all about me owning up to that and trying to get better from it. Um, obviously, you were on an Alabama team with some big names, including Bud Colley and Justin Thomas, and. Um, you know, what, what was it, what's it like now seeing those guys succeed and, and how much does that motivate you to kind of, you know, follow in their footsteps? Yeah, I couldn't be happier for those guys. So uh, those are my brothers and, um, guys I grinded it out with for years in the gym and on the practice screens and, uh, practice facilities in Alabama and guys I learned a lot from and you love to see them succeed at the same time and, uh, you want to be right there with them. So, you know, I grew up, you know, playing with those guys for for you know Justin for a couple of years I didn't get to play with Bud at Bama but um, oh, um well enough and mm-hmm. um but yeah you, know, you play with these guys and and you learn a lot from them and you know you can beat them you know I, I right. beat these guys in college and I've beaten these guys in other you know games and practice rounds and um you know I, I know I can play and it gives you confidence um and it gives you somebody you know you can rely on if you need Justin you can call him and he'll answer any questions mm-hmm. you need Bud and you know Bud had the same shoulder surgery I did hmm. So I called Bud Colley and got a ton of information and was very ready to go for uh, my surgery. Uh, you know, Justin, obviously, everybody knew how that he was very talented, but were you even surprised by just how great of a season he had last year, or did, did you know he was capable of all this? Uh, we, yeah, we knew he was capable from day one. Mm. Guy has unbelievable. Uh, he's all kinds of good, and, and he was just waiting for his moment to break loose. and. Um, Justin's a hot player. If he gets hot, yeah, you better watch out. And there's not a guy in the world who can beat him when he's on his game. Uh, and I don't care who it is. So you get guys at their best, and Justin Thomas is the best in the world. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Wow. And he proved that over the last season. And, um, you know, he's kind of like Tiger. When Tiger played his best, there was no one in the world that could beat him. Mm-hmm. And when Tiger played his worst, he still beat a lot of guys. <laughs> JT's just like that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think he's not done yet. You know, I think this is a great season for him. He'll build on it. And who knows? He might even do do the same thing next year. Sure. Uh, I know you mentioned briefly a couple tournaments you look forward to, but but how do you set your schedule now? Um, you know, 
I know the rest of the year, it's obviously there's not much to do, but looking ahead to 2018, is it tough that you can't really set your schedule too much? Or do you feel like you have a, a good framework for a schedule already? Well, like I said earlier, I'm fortunate to have some opportunities to plan some PGA tournaments right. um, because of some connections I've been able to make. And, um, you know, my agency does a really good job of getting my name out there and, um, you know, really trying to give me some spots. And, you know, I think I'd be able to get um, a couple PGA Tour starts mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. sponsor exemptions. I think I'll be able to get some web starts. And mm-hmm. I think I'll be able to get some starts in Europe. So I think I'll, I think I'll play a full schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to... You know, go ahead and get hotel rooms and flights right now. Right. No when or where, but right. I know that I know that I will get some starts, and I know that I got to be ready. So uh, I'll keep working. I'll keep getting better this off season. Uh, come back ready to play and whatever I can get in. Sure. And I just got to ask you: last night, your your Crimson Tide moved back to number one in the uh, college football standings. How how do you feel about them? And then we setting up for a third straight uh, Alabama Clemson championship, or or do you see something else happening there? Um. As long as we can get past Auburn, I don't care who we play in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty worried about Auburn. Uh, they're a good team, and they're especially good in Auburn. So uh, it should be a good game next week. And that's all I'm going to look at is uh, just trying to get through that one game, and and then we'll take care of whoever we need in the playoffs. So sure. you can try to get to that game or or a, a playoff game if you could. Um, I will not be in Auburn, but I'm going to the SEC championship game. Great. Um, I already bought tickets. It's on my birthday, so I wouldn't miss out. Very cool, very cool. Well, enjoy that. Enjoy this week at Sea Island, and uh, good luck uh, on your just-starting PGA Tour career and everything else. Thank you so much, Drew, for joining us. Yep, no thanks. Thank you so much. All right, man. Take care. Yep. Thanks again to Drew for joining us, and thank you for listening. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to us on iTunes, and check back next week to see who our guest is.